I'm Neil Osborne, and welcome to the Get to Yes podcast, where I teach, coach, consult, and speak on selling in the hair, beauty, and body industries. Have you noticed these days with your clients, or be they B2B salon owners or B2C salon and clinic clients, that being pushy just doesn't work? Talking doesn't work. However, asking and listening does. Throughout these podcasts, I'm going to discuss a style of selling that uses the skill of persuasion. Our belief is that you get to yes by listening, not telling. If you practice these persuasion skills, you'll become more successful, achieve greater results, gain that recognition you're yearning for, or maybe even just learn that selling can be fun. Hi, Neil from the Sales Catalyst here. In this episode, we're going to continue working through and unpacking the most common question I get asked by B2B salespeople. You know, those B2B salespeople that are selling their product or services to salon owners, be it beauty salons, skin clinics, owners of hairdressing salons or spray tan salons. Regardless of who you're selling to, the most common question I get asked by B2B salespeople is how do I handle sales objections? Let's pick up from the last episode. In the last episode, I challenged you to practice moving from a telling style to a questioning style. How did you go? How did you go with that challenge? Did you get tongue-tied? Did you persevere and try again? I'd love to hear from you, and I'm happy for you to shoot me an email to neil at thesalescatalyst.com.au or share your comments via one of the many LinkedIn posts that you may see. Really keen to hear your progress. For those of you who are still building their portfolio of questions, I'd like to share something with you that has worked for a number of salespeople that I've trained. What I find most interesting is when I'm out on the road training and teaching sales skills, we come out of a sales appointment and here I find the salesperson reflecting only on what didn't work. Well, I'd like to encourage you to create a different habit. My suggestion pivots around one of Anthony Robbins' famous sayings, success leaves clues. So my question is, what worked in that last call? What did you say that got a good response? What question did you ask that really opened up the conversation? What question did you ask that helped you secure the sale? Take a moment to grab what worked and what was successful. Next, grab your phone, select record, and dictate the questions that you use successfully. Now going to your next meeting, you can listen to my voice again, or you can listen to someone else's who is even more important. You, your voice. Listen to the recording of your own voice. Wow. Now that's a great way to improve your sales conversation. So let's now get back to where we were and talk about the three layers of handling sales objections. Our goal today is to move beyond the public sales objection and get down into that personal level. As you may recall, my diagram and my example was three oval shapes, one stacked on top of the other, in each in descending size. In the top oval, we wrote public. In the second, we wrote personal. And in the bottom, smaller oval, we wrote the word private. Let's get back to the sales call. You know that sales objection we spoke of. We have heaps of retail and we don't need any more. So the first step is to make sure you're really listening to the client when she makes those sorts of comments. Secondly, you need to consider that objection from the client's perspective. Next, label it as a public objection. It's a fob off, it's a throwaway, it's an excuse. We respond with, that's not a problem. And then ask, can you tell me a little bit more about that? And then we move to active listening, 
You know, the ones where we, uh-huh, okay, mm-hmm, tell me more, all right, okay. This encourages the client to keep talking and start to divulge more and more information about her situation. And the response that we got and the example that I used was, well, my girls aren't good at retail. Jenny never sells anything. Sue is okay, but only if I ask her first. And as for Mary, well, don't get me started. You might recall that. What do you notice about this statement when we actually reflect on it? Is it a public comment or is it a personal comment? Is this the sort of thing that she would share publicly? Generally, no. Therefore, yes, you're right. We have managed to transition down to the personal level. We got to the personal level not by challenging the buyer with us in fight mode, nor retreating in flight mode, but rather by asking good questions to open up the conversation and listen for some more of the real reasons behind that initial public objection. And more importantly, we got the buyer to open up by listening with the intent to understand their perspective rather than listening with the intent to interrupt. Wow. Now we've reached this level, we really need to treat carefully. Why? Well, very few salespeople reach this level of conversation. You know, the unskilled are still hammering away trying to solve that first public objection. You know that one, we have heaps of retail and we don't need any more. Imagine what they're trying to say. Once we get to this level though, we need to ask more open-ended questions to gather more information about the situation. By the way, if they offer up a problem and you have that perfect answer, this is not the time to pitch it. This is the time to listen, to collect information, to demonstrate your empathy, and to demonstrate your industry experience and knowledge. Instead, maybe consider making some notes. You are now in the business of building trust. Trust is built slowly, however can be lost very, very quickly. So think and prepare your questions. In this line of conversation, some suitable questions could be, tell me a bit more about Jenny. How long has she been with you? What is her area of strength? What is it the clients like about her most? How would you describe her level of product knowledge? What sort of retail skill programs has she attended in the past? I'd also recommend that this is a good time to take some notes as you probe and gather further information. The purpose of this stage is to understand some of the positive skill levels of the staff members and more importantly some of the things that the owner has tried in the past. As there's no benefit you pitching a solution way too early only to discover that they've tried that previously and it didn't work. At this stage, you may also start to explore the impact low retail sales is having on the overall performance of the business, client retention, and other associated matters. However, be careful as leading questions, questions that push the buyer into a single direction are not good as they will break trust, and in particular that trust that you've been establishing. Examples of leading questions that I recommend you avoid are, you'd have to be interested in making more money. You'd have to be interested in selling more retail. Surely your staff would benefit from more education. These types of questions build sales pressure. Pressuring the buyer to give you the answer you want, which by the way, they realise is a trap. Remember, experienced business owners deal with lots of salespeople and not just from our industry, but from all types of businesses who target the hair, beauty and body salons. My research has confirmed that salon owners and business owners in our industry know the difference between a good rep and the unskilled ones. They know the sales rep behaviours to avoid and the styles they like to work with. Your goal as a professional salesperson is to build respect and trust 
by avoiding some of those cheap lines that the unskilled and push-styled salespeople use. Your ultimate goal is to demonstrate how well you know our industry, not by telling buyers how much you know, but rather by asking really good questions that get the buyers thinking. So let's recap. In this episode, we discussed the concept of success leaves clues. The value on focusing on what worked in your sales conversations rather than what didn't. Also, to grab those questions and record them to help you with your preparation for your next appointment. And oh, by the way, do get used to listening to yourself. It will pay off. We also discussed the skill of moving past that superficial public objection. Can you remember the steps? We got that objection. We have heaps of retail and we don't need any more. We listened and listened with the perspective of some empathy, trying to understand their perspective. We responded with, that's not a problem. Then we asked the question, can you tell me a little bit more about that? And then we actively listened to what the client had to say and used some encouraging gestures, which were, "Mm mm-hmm, uh-huh, okay, all right, tell me more. And this encouraged the client to keep talking. We also discovered that when working at this level, it's not right to pitch, but rather it's right to listen. Remember, you get to yes by listening, not telling. So what are the key takeaways from today? Well, first, please take the time to ponder success leaves clues. Too many of us focus on what don't work rather than what does. Your goal from today forward is to capture what does work. Second, you need to continue your questioning and listening skills. You need to start to build a portfolio of key questions that are good questions, deep questions that get people thinking, not just those artificial and manipulative leading questions that sometimes you use. And thirdly, while you have lots of answers, not everybody needs to know everything to buy. Pick your time to offer the great solution. Pick the time to guide the client to where they want to go. So as of today, you're now going to start to learn something super special, something I learned many years ago. Objections and handling objections can be fun. I'm really looking forward to now sharing my next podcast with you, which will wrap this whole objection program up nice and tidy. But more importantly, I want you to start to practice, practice and practice. And until our next podcast, enjoy your day. Thanks for listening. As a Get To Yes podcaster, you have direct access to something special. A 60-minute interactive video conference training call is available to those of you who want to further develop your skills in handling sales objections. They're run privately, you know, just for you and your company's sales team. If this is a fit for you, drop me an email with video conference special in the subject line. Be quick though, as there's limited sessions available. Or book me for your next sales meeting or sales conference. If you like what you've heard, please share it with someone you know who is looking to become more persuasive, diffuse resistance, and get to yes. Our podcasts are bi-weekly, so subscribe on iTunes or you can visit me at thesalescatalyst.com.au.